Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. How is everyone today? I hope you all just said that you're doing great and you're maybe even excited for this podcast. I know I am. I mean, losing weight and weight loss is like the number one topic discussed across social media, across media. It's it's everywhere. It's on everyone's brain. It's insane. So I, for me, I feel like everyone wants to know the secret to weight loss, what it's all about. Like there are millions of people, there's companies, products, programs out there claiming that they're the best. And it's, it's just, it's confusing. And to be honest, I probably tried half of them. I spent time, I spent thousands of dollars. Uh, I did, I did lose weight on some of these programs, but then I would gain it back slowly. And this cycle happened dozens of times. And so this podcast is the first in a series that I'm going to do that is going to talk about losing weight and my weight loss secret, or I should say secrets. (laughs) I'm going to tell you all about how I lost 85 pounds five years ago and how I've kept it off. Now, for those of you that are new to the podcast, or even for those of you who want a little refresher, I'm just going to catch you guys up on my story super quick here. So back in 2006, I skied for Canada on the Canadian freestyle ski team, and I failed to qualify for the 2006 Torino Olympic Games. And I mean, this event was the catalyst that sent me into a downward spiral. And over the course of like the next year or so, I gained 85 pounds. I went from a woman who was um, 5'7 in height and a size 10. I was strong. I was an elite athlete figure to um, someone who was a size 20 and 230 pounds. So it happened so quickly. (laughs) In fact, I was so busy punishing myself over the events that happened with food and alcohol that I didn't even notice what was going on. Like I was living in such denial and you know, this is a key word here for the overall messaging, denial. (laughs) Um, And it's a bit of foreshadowing here, but I was in such denial that I couldn't even see the weight piling on. Like I believed myself to be an athlete still. I was, I was still fairly strong and fast and agile for the most part. It's not like the weight gain made me lose my athletic skill, but I was on the path to being morbidly obese and I was in such denial of my actions, reactions, and my, and my self-hatred that I, I didn't even recognize the changes in my body. Like I didn't recognize the red flags that were waving right in front of me and, and like the most shocking thing that I didn't recognize was my mindset. The, the mindset of the, that I adopted through this entire process and how many times I said, I don't care or I don't give a shit. And you know what? That is all bullshit. 
I did care. It was my denial system convincing me that I didn't care or trying to convince me anyways. Like denying my choices was easier than facing them. And so it kept me in this place of misery. And it was it was all just an excuse to eat more, like to eat copious amounts of unhealthy food, okay? And so the story begins. Now, that that's sort of the Coles note of what happened. When you fast forward five or six years, I've lost all the weight at this point, and, and I lost it pretty quickly too. Um, and I've kept it all off for that five to six years. I'm still 5'7", and now I'm a size eight, sometimes a size six. My body is strong, I feel fit, I feel confident in my choices, and I'm living a life that is far healthier with more self-care than ever before. So the magic question is, how did I do this? Now, for those of you that follow me on Instagram and read my blogs, you might have an idea of what happened to me and how I changed my life around. But today, I'm and over the next few podcasts, and I say the next few because this topic's so big that I want to break it up over a couple of weeks, um, I, I'm going to be super open about the process that I went through. I'm going to be super open about the mental and emotional process as well as the physical process because there are both here and both need to be aligned and I'm I'm going to sound very opinionated sometimes and I'm going to say some controversial things that you might not agree with in fact if you're a person who's looking to lose weight I'm going to say this right now but you might not like me after this podcast because well I'm actually I'm hoping that If you're listening right now, it's because you have an open mind and you're looking to make a shift in your life. And at the end, you'll actually love what I'm about to say. And I just, I, it's just because it might sound controversial. Um, because I'm going to challenge your ego (laughs) if, and when you hear yourself judging or victimizing yourself or judging me while listening, just remember that that's your ego talking. And yeah, I'm going to challenge it because I'm going to challenge your beliefs about yourself and about weight loss. And why am I saying all this? Why am I doing this? It's because I wish, like, I mean, I mean, I seriously wish that someone out there said this stuff to me when I was a miserable mess, when I was looking for help, for some serious help. I wish I had a weight loss mentor that I, I could relate to that you know knew what I was going through, that had experienced the yo-yo diets, the self-abuse, the body image issues, the uh, extremely low self-confidence, the failures, the feelings of unworthiness that I felt. And maybe those people are out there now, but I never found them back when I was in desperate need for a shift. And like, There was no option that worked or that resonated with me in a powerful enough way to snap me out of my old patterns and beliefs. So I don't want to hold anything back. Love me or hate me. That's up to you. But this is my truth. This is my belief. These are my thoughts on how to lose weight. Okay, so here we go. Um, Step one. Oh, well, actually, before I start here, I want everyone to do a little exercise. I want you all to just take a second and make a connection to your body. 
I want you to do this even if you're not looking to lose weight or you're not like you could be the most happy person in the entire world and happy with your body. I just think, I think it's really important for us to do this at times, to do it as many times as possible throughout the day and just feel your body in the present moment. So everyone, wherever you are right now, take a deep breath in and let it go. And feel what it feels like to be inside of your body here. How do you feel? Now, I want you to answer this question. What do you think of your body? So what are the first thoughts that came to mind when you asked yourself this? You, you can say these things out loud. You can write them down or just keep them to, like in your mind. I, I don't need to know what you actually said there. It doesn't matter to me. You are who you are. You believe you are what you believe you are. <laughs> I just wanted everyone to maybe get a tiny glimpse of awareness of thought and belief right in that moment. So, you know, what, how, like, what do you think of your body? And I wanted you guys to maybe hear the voice of the ego and what it's telling you. When I did this exercise, um, this was years ago. This is what I said to myself. So the first time I actually did this exercise, the thoughts that came in my mind in that moment where you're a fat fucking pig, nobody will ever love you and you're disgusting, you're fucking disgusting. Some sort of um, uh, version of that word, disgusting, okay? So looking back, this was my starting point. This was the way I spoke to myself. Whether I was on a diet or not, those were the things that would come up, okay? Now, for those of you who haven't listened to my first podcast, it's called How I Became Aware. I strongly suggest that you go and do that because it will fill in a lot of blanks here. But otherwise, I'm just going to assume that you've listened to it and I'm just going to expand on, 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 on what I did there. So what I'm trying to say here is that my weight loss journey, if you want to call it a journey, did not start with diet and exercise. Wow. Like, believe it, I just said it. My weight loss journey did not start with diet and exercise. Um, And in my weight loss podcast number two, which will come out next week, I'm going to share with you all how diet and exercise eventually played a colossal role in losing weight. But for now, I need to focus on the step that everyone forgets about. It's It was the step one to losing the weight and keeping it off. Um, we, we oftentimes forget about the psychological effects of being heavy and why we make the choices we make, our beliefs about food, about our bodies and about who we are, and then figuring out what we're really eating. So step one for me was figuring out what I was actually eating. So this is where things might get a little bit controversial. And I feel like my mom's listening to this thinking, oh God, what's she going to say here? <laughs> but don't worry, mom. It's all good. I'm going to say all the things that I've learned along the way, you know, whether, whether people agree with them or not. So, okay. Once I gained all that weight, I became one of those yo-yo dieters and I did like all the diets. I even spent thousands of dollars doing the Bernstein diet, which I can't wait to tell you about in my next podcast. And all the diets worked to some degree. 
but I always manage to go back to the weight I started at or sometimes even higher. Like, is anyone else feeling me out there? <laughs> um, I, I also knew, and, and don't forget, I also knew all the ways to work out. Remember, I was a high-performance athlete who worked with world-class trainers for years. I knew what it felt like to be my most fit ever, to live in a very fit body. I knew what that felt like. But for some reason, exercise became torture. Yeah, I know that some of you are agreeing with me there too on that. <laughs> like, I would start a diet. I would start losing weight. I would feel like superwoman, tell myself how awesome I feel, how I have everything under control. You know, I would I would even start exercising. I remember I remember doing these fitness classes and spin classes and I would say, I'm never going back to the way I was. And then one day I would make a slip. And maybe it didn't affect me right away. Maybe I would just have like one really bad party night or like just eat whatever I wanted and not give a shit anymore for some reason. And then I'd start to think like I'm in the clear and I can go back to eating anything and everything is going to be fine because I have everything under control. I am in control now. I am, I've lost all this weight. I, I've done it. And then the next thing you know, all that hard work is like flushed down the tubes and my weight was back up. So as these diets went on, the only the only difference for me from the very beginning to to that point was that now there is another failure on top of the mountain of self-abuse for my ego to hammer my head. I failed another diet. I'm back at the same weight. You fat fucking pig. You're disgusting. Nobody will ever love you. Okay, so this was this was a, a, a big thing. This is <laughs> This is a big thing for me to say right now, <laughs> but I believe that the majority of people who are overweight, who are overeaters, who find comfort in food, uh, who are unable to lose weight, are actually addicted to food in some way and are eating their emotions. Okay, people are addicted to food and are eating their emotions. Those of us who have that kind of additional weight are eating our emotions. We've been through some sort of trauma in our lives or we have suffered something of great uh, significance at some point and we're punishing ourselves for it. In some cases, the trauma is huge, like a death, an accident, uh, abusive relationships, sexual assault. Those are real things that are very unfortunate and they change a person. And I am in no way downplaying any sort of trauma. I recognize that it's real and that many people are suffering in many different ways. It is, it is a, it is a big, it's a big thing. You know, bigger traumas, as horrific as they are, are sometimes easier to pinpoint and identify in your life as altering the course of your self-worth, you know, because it's just such a big thing that's there that's eating away at you. Um, and I say this because there, sometimes there are traumas that are less obvious or a combination of a few series of events in your life that bring your self-esteem and self-worth down. Like maybe it was even the way you were raised, like the circumstances in which you were raised that all seemed normal to you growing up, but 
really we're fostering feelings of unworthiness or even beliefs that being heavy and overweight is normal. And now you feel stuck. You're not happy and you're ready for a shift, but nothing seems to be working. Like for me, it was a combination of being bullied, having daddy issues after my parents split up and failing to qualify for the Olympics, amongst a few other things relating to relationships with men. Okay, so those things all con like contributed to my self-hatred, <laughs> to my self-sabotage. I'm laughing at it now because it, it, like I really did hate myself and it, it's just, it's, it's funny to me to say it out loud, just I've come so far, but like I was self-abusive with food and booze because that's what it is. That's what it is. It's abuse. Overeating is abusive. It's in the same category as alcoholism and drug abuse. For me, my food addiction, lack of respect for my body and unhealthy lifestyle was 100% fueled by my beliefs about myself. Okay. And once I started to put in the work, once I started to recognize that I alone am responsible for the way I treat myself, that I alone am responsible for my thoughts and beliefs, then I alone can start to change the pattern. Now, I want to say that I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor. I'm merely a woman who has become aware. And with this awareness, I've been able to turn my beliefs around and now I'm living a very different lifestyle. So how the hell did I break the yo-yo diet cycle of abuse? Well, it all started sort of by accident. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it wasn't by accident, but it certainly started in a place that I wasn't looking. Basically, I looked at myself in the mirror one day and I heard my inner voice scream out for help. I was so miserable at the time in an abusive relationship and I decided to start seeing a spiritual counselor. So with the help from my Yoda, Adele Stratton, I, I was coached on how to bring awareness to my thoughts and beliefs about myself. And with that awareness, I was able to start consciously reprogramming my brain to a place where I appreciated my body. I appreciated everything it did for me. So I was still heavy at this point. I was still very overweight, but I started to appreciate me, my body. I was able to recognize that the voice inside my mind was a very strong. It was abusive and that it was controlling me. Okay, so that's how it all sort of started. And at the time, I didn't make the connection that bringing awareness to my beliefs was actually going to help me lose weight because I didn't even know what my beliefs were. I didn't know what any of this was. I thought I did, and I was in denial about it. I thought I knew what I was doing, but I I really I really didn't. I didn't I didn't go to counseling to to help me lose weight. That's what I mean when I say that I wasn't looking for it. It was it was just what I learned and how I practiced awareness that started to change the way I saw myself. It was the biggest I don't know, like shift in my conscious behavior. So before these changes, I used to feel like I had everything under control all the time. And that's where the denial system plays its biggest hand. In reality, I was never in control. I was actually being controlled by the tyrant of the ego, 
by the beliefs I had agreed upon growing up from society, family, and life experiences. Like those beliefs were controlling me. It took me like years to figure this out. It wasn't overnight. And the reason it took me years was because I was in denial. Um, my ego was fighting me every step of the way. I, I didn't want to face the real deep-seated issue of why I was overeating and why I was so unhappy. Hell, I didn't, I didn't want to face the superficial day-to-day -day issues either. I just wanted to take like the magic pill and be happy and skinny. <laughs> like, doesn't everyone want that? <laughs> but it was the deep-seated beliefs that were controlling me that told me I was unworthy, but that also brought me this comfort. My deep-seated beliefs brought me comfort. I talk about this comfort often in my blog. I was comfortable holding on to these beliefs because A, it was what I knew and you know, change is difficult. B, I didn't want to put in the work. I actually decided that losing weight was too hard. <laughs> And I was kind of lazy. I wanted to be lazy and take the magic pill. And C, I didn't know how to forgive myself for what happened. I wanted to keep blaming everyone else for my life. I wanted to blame everyone else for my feelings, for why I was this way, okay? So forgiveness was a big part of that. I kept holding on to it. I was denying myself the opportunity to see the world in a different way and to see myself in a different way because I was afraid. And with awareness, I was able to see this. I couldn't exactly change anything at the beginning, but I was aware of it. And that was the first step in my shift. Then I started to have the courage to stop the voice from beating me up. And I started to change the dialogue. I started practicing new words, such as, I love you, Elisa. You are wonderful. You are worthy of love. And you are worthy of a happy life. I would actually say these things over and over. And I still do. And I had to say them over and over until I started to believe them, okay? And once my beliefs and thoughts started to change, I was able to experience my first feelings of self-love and self-appreciation that I had felt in a very long time, quite possibly ever. <laughs> it was quite, uh, quite magical, actually, like very different, uh, but so incredibly powerful. The most powerful thing that started to happen was when I began to let go of who I was. So this was like the first steps of forgiving myself. I began to let go of the things that happened to me. And I began to forgive myself and love and appreciate who I am today, like in this moment right now. <laughs> and from that place, from that place of awareness, I was able to start practicing self-love. Like even five minutes a day was a huge accomplishment for me. Like back then, I believe I likely spent like 10 to 20% of my day consciously aware. That's it. And I, I might have been able to give myself three to five minutes of appreciation 
which is not a lot when you think about the time of like five minutes in a day of 24 hours, you know, it's, it's not a lot, but it was enough. It was enough to reframe the foundation and to change my life. So with this awareness, I began to see how poorly I was treating my body and I wanted to change it. Like all of a sudden the, the motivation and the inspiration to change, it came from a different place. I wanted to give my body the best possible fuel and the best possible exercise regime that would make me happy. And I started to see the value in making healthy choices. I started to, you know, reap the benefits of loving all the parts of me. It's so interesting how just simply changing a belief system changes everything around you. Like even now, years later, I, I still see this as the foundation of my lifestyle. My beliefs are the foundation of my lifestyle. So today, conscious awareness ranges from, I don't know, five minutes to maybe two hours a day, which, you know, sometimes I, I should give myself some credit. Like it is, I, I am, I do have days where I'm very present all day long. Um, but, you know, five minutes to two hours might not seem like a lot, but it sure has taken me a long time to be mindful of my decisions and appreciate myself and everything around me all the time. Like it, it really does feel like an amazing accomplishment to me. And it's funny because every now and then I might, you know, gain a little bit of weight or or not feel right in my body. And when I become aware of this, I like immediately need to refocus on the awareness of thought because I have fallen back into old patterns. Those old patterns are insane. The ego is always trying to pull me back down. It's always trying to pull me back to that place of trauma in my life where it makes it okay to treat myself with abusive behavior such as overeating, over drinking, and, and putting my body through through trauma in itself. Like that's what overeating does, what eating processed foods, what, you know, drinking alcohol, uh, um, eating too many calories, lots of fat, sugar, being addicted to sugar, that's what it is. It's abusive. And uh, even here, here's an example, even recently, I've been going through some shit and it's affecting my food choices. <laughs> Okay, so all of a sudden I realized I started, I was eating more, maybe not necessarily bad food, but I was eating more and more often. Uh, I've been eating, you might've seen this on my Instagram, but like I've been eating cookies and drinking wine every single night. And it's just, it's not fueling my body with what my body needs. I, I feel heavier. So I've taken a step back I've cleared my schedule and I'm become super aware of what I'm saying to myself. Okay. Cause those old cycles of abuse are still alive in me. It's up to me to recognize this and like snap out of it. And as I move on in life, these lessons keep presenting themselves to me in different ways. And it's up to me to recognize them, forgive myself at this new level and then let it go. So I have made some very good health decisions in the last week. I'm actually doing a juice cleanse. I'm doing a little reboot, a little spring cleaning. 
And I started journaling again. I started writing down my thoughts. I want to be more aware. I want to get better and become a master at this. And yeah, I've been doing it for years, like five years. (laughs) I go through periods where I write stuff down. Um, I go through periods when I don't write stuff down. And, but I'm constantly learning and trying to evaluate and change my beliefs for what is best for me in this moment and align my beliefs and my thoughts with my passions and with self-love and love for myself so I can then turn around and share it with everyone else and be a leader and live a happy, healthy life. I want to give my muscles and my heart and my organs and my brain and my eyeballs and all the parts of me, my skin, all the things that it needs to be healthy. That's my belief now. Before, I didn't even think about that. It wasn't even part of my conscious awareness. Like I, I just, I, it, I was in denial of what my body was even for. And I just beat myself up over and over and over and over and over again. And I believe, like I said earlier, that people that are overweight, overeaters, are, have this in them in one way, shape, or form. This is something that they're holding onto and they continue to fall back and that's why the weight never necessarily stays off. It's, yeah, it's it's just one of those lessons that's really hard for me to describe in a way that will resonate with everyone out there. I hope it is resonating because I, it's just one of those things that I, I really believe. Like this entire shift in my life has taught me so much. And I'm so grateful that I've been able to apply it and really treat my body and my mind with self-love. Living a healthy lifestyle, making healthy food choices, and giving your body what it needs to be optimal and to survive and to live a long life is self-love. That's what it is. And that's where it starts. And that's the foundation. So with all that being said, I want you to think about what your foundation is. The way you're living right now, the decisions you make every single day are a reflection of your beliefs and your beliefs are your foundation. It's an interesting question. You don't have to answer it right now, but it's something to think about over time and to really reflect on how you're living and why you're living this way. And then once you make that connection, once you figure out what your beliefs are and what your thoughts are of yourself, that is when you can make change. That is when you can consciously stop the voice and create new patterns and ultimately new beliefs and a new foundation. So that's the biggest lesson that I've learned. I'm, I am looking forward to, um, you know, expanding on this through the next few series I know that this is a bit of a shorter episode, but I'm going to start to wrap it up. Uh, But before I do, I want to revisit that little exercise that we did right at the beginning of the podcast. So I want you all to take another deep breath in. And I want you all to make that connection to your body one more time. Now I want you to say the following things out loud. Out loud. Just do it. Repeat after me. Body, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you. 
If you were able to say those things right now, then congratulations. <laughs> That's practicing self-love and self-acceptance. If you had some resistance to that exercise in one way, shape, or form, then it's time to start looking deeper into why. Remember, thinking it's stupid or a hoax or a waste of time to love yourself or that you already love yourself enough and that you already appreciate yourself enough, that is bullshit. That is just your ego masking what's really going on. Those thoughts that you're thinking is a learned behavior and it can be unlearned, okay? It's just a pattern. It's just a belief. You can change it and it starts now. Okay, that's all for today. I am looking forward to next week where I'm going to get really serious into diets, foods, and the next phase of my journey. If anyone has any questions that you'd like me to answer for next week, please DM me on Instagram at at Elisa or send me an email. All the information will be in the show notes. Thank you all for listening. Have a lovely day. Until next time.